Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. So this is something I've been thinking about doing for a few years as I've become a big fan of the podcast format. And uh, I'm doing a little experiment this October, so I figured that would be that'd be a great way to uh, get some material for it and a great way to start, great opportunity to um, share this um, and just to have a reference for myself when I'm done with this. So let me backtrack it a bit. The podcast, uh, aside from this, the episodes covering this experiment that I'm doing, uh, I want the podcast to be about music, creating music, and uh, pursuing a career in something creative. Um, so I want to talk about my approach, you know, general approaches, specific techniques, uh, insights, and then I have a lot of guests. Uh, there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh that I know that are really good at what they do. Um, and I have a lot of questions for them about how they approach it and, um, how they practice, how they promote, how they organize their group, um, how they do everything. And, uh, I feel like I would find that very helpful just to kind of hear how other people are are pursuing this and I'm sure there would be other people that'd be interested to hear um, I know I'm always very interested to listen to how other artists or people who are good at what they do uh, how they do that um, so back to the experiment the content for uh, for this episode uh, I'm calling it uh, the Lifestyle Design Experiment. Um, and what that entails is uh, seven things, seven, seven uh, stipulations that I've set forth for myself uh, that I want to do every day, that I'm committing to do every day. Because these seven things I've identified and believe in as things that are going to make me more productive, healthier, and happier. So, who doesn't want that, right? I know uh, I've always been curious about what it might feel like to put together a complete month, because a lot of these things I've done, you know, one of these things, or two of these things, or maybe three of these things, and they've had a positive impact, and I really like what they do, but I haven't stuck with it for, you know, a consistent enough amount of time, and I haven't put together the other, you know, all of them together. I haven't put together a complete month, uh, maybe ever. So that's what I want to do. I want to put together a complete month and see what it does for me. Now, before I get carried away here, let me go over the seven things real quick here. These are the seven things that I've... Uh, identified as the things that are going to make me the most productive, healthy, and happy. And one, wake up at 4.30 a.m. Two, 15 minutes of meditation. Three, three pages of journaling. Four, one hour of exercise. Five, one gallon of water. 
Six, write task list the night before. Seven, no alcohol, no smoking, and no recreational drugs. That's seven things um, that through my own experience, you know, independently, I've done all of these things and found that they've helped me and made me feel better and made my life better. So I want to put them all together. I'm going to go into these a little bit, uh, but probably in subsequent episodes, I'll probably dive into these topics a little more because I know, uh, I know I could, uh, I could talk about any one of these for a while. So just real quick, I'm going to go through why am I doing these specific seven things? Uh, number one, wake up at 4.30. Uh, it seems a little bit extreme, but, you know, not if you go to bed at the right time. And, um, you know, every successful person or productive person that I listen to uh, or read about or anything, a very consistent element is that they wake up very early. And the times when I've woken up early like that, it does feel very good to be awake uh, before everyone else. Um, You know, if you go outside, there's nothing going on. It's absolute peace. Nobody's nobody's trying to contact you. Uh, Nothing is... Nothing is distracting you. And, uh, yeah, just being up at that time, it feels like you've beat the sun, you know? It feels like you're ahead instead of waking up and feeling like you're behind. And that, to start your day feeling ahead instead of behind, like you're on offense instead of on defense, uh, that has a significant effect because the days that I don't wake up early and I, I sleep in, now, granted, there's a time and place and an appropriate and fulfilling time to let yourself sleep in. But a lot of times, if I sleep in uh, unintentionally or, or intentionally and I wake up, it feels like I'm behind as soon as I wake up. And that's not a great way to start the day. I feel like I'm catching up for the whole day. It feels like I've wasted, you know an entire half of a day or something. So, uh, yeah, that's why I want to try 4.30. Um, Also, those early morning hours, that's where the time is. That's where the, that's where the time is when, when I think, you know, I don't have enough time to do something or, you know, how do I not have enough time? It's, that's when it is, I think. So I'm going to try it. So uh, number two, 15 minutes of meditation. So I've uh, probably for about five years been on and off uh, consistent meditation. And um, I found it to be really helpful for um, not being as reactive, for uh, being less controlled by emotions. Um, 
not to say that I don't have them or don't engage in them, but there's more of an awareness and a choice of, you know, what, what I choose to get wrapped up in. And, and you're just more aware of if, uh, if I'm wrapped up in a thought or an emotion and it, it's changing my behavior, it's, I'm more likely to become aware of that and, you know, detach from it. If I've been meditating, uh, you know, I'm, I'm slower to anger. Uh, I'm a better listener, probably a better conversationalist too, because I'm not trying to interject my thoughts. You know, as soon as they pop into my head, I'm, I'm okay with waiting. I don't need to bite on that urge to impose my opinions. Um, anyway, I've really liked what it's done for me. Uh, so I'm gonna, I, that's, as soon as I started doing that, I, I realized that that's a really helpful tool. So uh, that's going to be a part of my, my regimen. Uh, I'll get it more into what kind of meditation and how I do it uh, later. Let's move on. Three pages of journaling. This goes hand in hand with the meditation so well. Um, you're really dumping out yeah, anyway, three pages of journaling. So it could be about anything. Uh, stream of consciousness. You just want to keep your pen moving for three pages. And uh, don't judge yourself over your writing. Don't try to make it sound smart or like good writing. Don't worry about it being anything profound. Just simply keep the pen moving and write. Keep writing for three pages. And uh, I learned this technique from a book called The Artist's Way. And I love that book. And as soon as I started doing it, I loved it and got so much benefit. Because you start dumping out all this surface-level thought. Um, you know, the first couple times, if I haven't done it in a while, the first couple times will be a little bit challenging. I'm kind of... I might even just be writing like, oh, I don't I don't know what to write, like blah, 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 uh, just surface level stuff. But after I've dumped out all the surface level stuff that's just floating around in my brain, I'm able to take a closer look at some of the things that are, you know, really affecting me. And uh, definitely gotten a lot of insight and... If I'm ever confused, upset, happy, apprehensive, any of these emotions, and the more intense they are, the more helpful this is. But uh, so many times, uh, the journaling, you kind of answer your own questions. And that's pretty amazing. When you, you're asking questions, and then you, you start exploring them, and then the answer is obvious or uh, you learn something about well maybe this thing that you're upset about you know you're not upset about that you're upset about something else um, perhaps something that is in you uh, anyway one hour of exercise so I probably don't need to talk much about this. Everybody pretty much agrees that exercise has benefits 
that go far beyond uh, your physical health. Yeah, you've got your physical health and your mental health. And uh, not only that, it, it has uh, this chain reaction of uh, psychological effects that um, when you do it, it just realigns. When I do it, it immediately just turns me and reorients me into a better direction. So, yeah, if I, if I exercise, you know, I want to eat better, I want to sleep better, just without trying, these things just kind of, it just realigns you, realigns me. And it just, I just baseline feel better, uh, psychologically, physically, uh, yeah, it feels good. And, um, you know, I'm 30 now, so getting to the age where I should start to take that a little more seriously and uh, be more consistent about it because exercise, well, one thing, exercise gives me more energy, you know, after, you know, if I'm consistent with it. Because, you know, if you exercise real hard, you, you'll be, you could be drained. But, you know, as you demand more energy from the body, the body seems to produce more energy. So exercising makes me feel more energy and energy is the uh, second most valuable currency here in life besides time anyway one gallon of water a day this one's kind of weird I, I decided to include it anyway because I've been curious for a while about this one so one of my brother's friends was talking to me about drinking a gallon of water a day and how he'd been doing it, and he was explaining the effects it was having, and uh, he was telling me that he liked it, and so I tried it, and I experienced positive effects. The most notable effect being a slight bump in energy. In particular, energy in the morning. So it made it easier for me to get out of bed. I was less groggy, um, which was great. I just felt more lucid kind of throughout the, the day. Felt more lucid for more time during a day. And um, yeah, I really liked it. It felt good, so I'm going to do that. Write task list the night before, before I go to bed. Write down the list of tasks that I wanted to get done the next day, the night before. So uh, this is another technique or method that I, I see a lot or hear a lot. Um, a lot of people do this and have great success with it. And um, it's worked well for me. But like most of these things, I haven't implemented it enough. Uh, consistently enough. So the basic idea behind it is that you write down your list of tasks that you need to accomplish the next day so that when the next day comes, you don't have to think about it. You just do it. You just have it right in front of you what you need to do. Because especially in... This is especially important for for me because I'm... Uh, 
I'm self-employed and there are so many different things that I could be doing. And if I sit around and kind of try and decide what to do between all these important but not urgent tasks, uh, a lot of times that just becomes a big, it ends up sucking up a lot of time and energy and um, it's really easy to be indecisive about those kind of things. So if I do that before I go to bed and I just have the list made, then I can just focus on getting that done. And uh, then I can adjust the next day, you know, when I make my next list. Um, but just having a target for each day, that feels good for me. So uh, I think the trick is, for me, it's got to be specific. And it's got to be, you know, uh, doable. Or at least, you know, most of the things. Like, I've got to be able to do it in a day. So... If I'm working on an album, I can't just write work on album. Uh, I need to write something more specific, like record guitar for, you know, this one particular song or make an initial mix of this song or make a video for this song, like something I can cross off and be done with. And if it's if it's uh, if it's not something that can be done, I guess I could put a time on it like, uh, you know, write lyrics for an hour or something practice guitar for half an hour something like that uh anyway this brings me to the last thing number seven uh no alcohol no smoking and no recreational drugs so uh this is a no-brainer right everybody knows that these things aren't beneficial for you um at least yeah i mean i'm sure arguments can be made about you know smoking weed or drinking alcohol people make arguments that they're good for you and you know i'm not going to contest that for them but for me alcohol definitely even in moderate amounts or modest amounts has a noticeable draining effect on my motivation and focus. It, uh, yeah, it makes me feel lazier. Uh, makes me feel less good physically. It makes me sleep less well. Um, and obviously when I'm drinking it, it makes me more prone to make bad decisions. So that's a no-brainer. No alcohol. Because when I, I thought about it the other day, and, you know, the kind of, I don't know what everybody else's life is like, but um, since I was in college and maybe last year of high school, it's pretty much been every weekend is like a binge drinking event. You know, you, you spend a, you know, you, you have regular life, sober life in the week, and then on Friday and Saturday... Everybody gets together and uh, drinks a bunch of beer or liquor or something. And it's really been that way every week since, you know, for the last 10 years, 11 years. It's this yo-yo. And the yo-yo string keeps getting longer and longer where you drink 
on the weekend and the yo-yo goes down. And then you're spending the next couple days probably trying to get the yo-yo back up, trying to get, you know, to a, a place where you feel regular and you feel good. Um, so, yeah, I, I just want to see what it's like not yo-yoing with that. Consistent flow of energy and feeling of well-being would be really nice. And, uh, you know, I think I live under this illusion that I need to drink alcohol to be social or to have fun or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, I didn't do that for the first, you know, 17 years of my life. Um, I don't do that for the first nine hours of the day on Friday. I don't do, you know, there's so much time when I have so much fun and enjoy life so much when I'm not doing that. So it's just an illusion. And, you know, I want to just experiment with this a little bit and see if I can separate the two things of having fun and, you know, intoxication like it doesn't make sense to me anymore and and then you know the ripple effect of drinking is i don't like that because you know obviously while you're intoxicated you know for me i'm more likely to smoke cigarettes i'm more likely to stay up unnecessarily late and then when i do that the following day i'm starting out late so already behind, feel like I'm behind, have a feeling that I've wasted time. Um, and then also physically, you know, if you're hungover at all, even not hungover, just you're starting out the day below baseline and you're playing catch up. And so for this month of October, I want to go on offense here. This is an offensive strategy here for grabbing the wheel and controlling the one thing that I have complete control over, and that is my actions. There's so many things in life that uh, we can't control, but we have complete control over our actions. And I've determined, you know, I've hypothesized that these seven things are going to help me and are going to make me more productive healthier, happier. You know, I want some consistency in my life. Um, you know, over, I had a pretty good run last winter where I was, I was getting thing, I was getting pretty into a pretty good groove, into a good rhythm with, uh, at least with exercise and, and journaling and, uh, sleep and stuff and not, not drinking much. But I knew that was going to be really hard to maintain, once, you know, April hit and we uh, started to get into our, uh, we started getting into our shows and uh, for Chalk Dinosaur, uh, we had a, you know, a very consistent string of, of shows that were at festivals, um, which are uh, really fun. But, you know, whenever you have to, whenever you have to do that and leave and come back and uh, it kind of just took me out of a rhythm. Uh, and then I, I went on this long road trip, six weeks, um, in May. And, you know, I thought, well, maybe I could, I could still keep it up and do, you know, body weight exercise and eat healthy and stuff. But, you know, that just dissolved very quickly. My, I was just completely not focusing on that, uh, not after very long. So, and then I, I, I went back 
across the country for um, a show in July and to visit some people. And it's just been, you know, every week or every other week, there's been some kind of traveling show related thing. And uh, yeah, it's very easy to pick up bad habits at these types of things. And uh, that's what I did. I picked up some bad habits. I kind of let go of my good habits. And uh, now I'd like to get back on track and commit to taking the reins on this and uh, seeing what this can do for me. Because I believe that it can do a lot for me. And uh, I want to find out. And if it doesn't, well, you know, I'll evaluate after a month to see if I want to keep, you know, if I want to make this just the way I live, the way I am. Um, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be sacrifices for this. Uh, immediately once I wrote out the wake up at 4.30 <laughs> guideline, which I know in my heart, I want to do that. And I like being up that early, assuming I've had a full night of sleep. But, uh, you know, as soon as I looked at that, my brain started trying to rationalize situations in which I would be, you know, be okay to bend the rules. And uh, it was just, I'm, uh, I'm not going to buy into it. One month, I can do one month. Uh, I might have to sacrifice some later hangouts, but that's totally okay with me. One month, not a big deal. The knowledge and insight that I could potentially gain from this will be with me forever. So I'm going to get all my socializing in before the hours of 9 or 9.30. And uh, there's no reason why I can't do that. We don't have any shows coming up. We don't have any traveling. I've just got a blank slate to work with this October. And I'm really excited to be able to mold that time into exactly what I want it to be and see what it can do for me. So this is already the second time I've recorded this. It's going to be really hard for me to do this podcast and not be a perfectionist and restart as soon as I stumble on a sentence or realize I forgot to say something or say something not exactly the way I want to say it. It's going to be really hard for me to, to not do that. Um, I'm all, I've all, now I've got to now I've got to uh, choose between this and the other one already. So I should really practice just letting things go with this. It's not about perfection because I'm not a perfect person. You know, when I record music, that gives you the opportunity to get as close to perfect as you can get. But this podcast supposed to be about reality and insight and just uh you know i think it'll be fun to listen to this in 10 years to see where my or see where my head was at then see what kind of stuff i was thinking about then as opposed to 10 years if i could hear myself talk about what was important to me 10 years ago that would be interesting to me so you know i don't know if other people are going to find it interesting but I'm going to try to keep it concise uh, and more more structured, but, uh, you know, it's the perfectionism thing. I can tune that up as I go if I keep waiting and planning 
and thinking about it and never recording anything, then I'll never get it done. When I watched the first episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast, it was terrible. It was terrible. So just remember that, John. Just remember that. So is there anything else I wanted to say? I don't think so. Well, I guess I'll listen to this and... Oh, yeah. Actually, there was something else I wanted to say. So, today's Tuesday. Now, I meant to record this first episode. I meant to record it, uh, you know, before I started this regimen. Um, and I did, but... I don't know if I like the recording I made. So I'm doing it again. And being that it's Tuesday, I've already been in the routine for two. This is the second day. And uh, it's been great so far. Uh, I thought it was going to be more of a problem going to bed at the right time and waking up at the right time. But I think all the time I've, all the thought I've put into this, trying to, kind of crystallize this uh, goal and this vision and this commitment has made it easier. Like on the first day, my alarm, I made a mistake and I actually didn't set my alarm clock. Like I thought I did, but I didn't. I use an alarm clock and you have to like slide this thing. And I thought I slid it over the alarm tab, but it wasn't. So my alarm didn't go off, but I still woke up. I woke up at 350 and then I think I woke up at 4.50. Yeah, it was... So, yeah, it wasn't 4.30 exactly, but considering that I didn't have an alarm, uh, that's a win for me. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, today was good too. Yesterday I had a lot of energy. There's a Steeler game on. I had to, uh, I had to uh, not watch the whole thing. That was okay too. That's the thing about... A lot of the late night stuff, it's usually not very productive for me. It's usually, uh, it's usually mostly just sitting and watching something on TV. Uh, and that can go on for hours, hours that I could be doing something productive. A lot of times I'm not even with anybody. I'm just up watching stuff once my focus and brain is drained for the day at that point that's when i should just go to sleep <laughs> so anyway i'll get more into these topics uh, in subsequent episodes but for now i just wanted to do this little outline and uh, kind of get this ball rolling and figure out how to release this and do all that stuff so that's what i'm gonna do thank you for listening and uh now let's have a word from our sponsors. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Millville Foods. Bringing you the best in taters and mashed taters and corn products and liquefied corn uh, as far liquid corn. Everything's made of corn, okay? We live in the United States of America and... Here's what I know about this country. One, it's great. Two, it's, it's full of corn, soy, oats, 
full of grains. Um, so that's why I don't get all this, all this uh, high carb phobia. Like we're built on grains. Like I was raised on corn and corn alone. My son, he's raised on spuds, only spuds, all kinds of different spuds, potatoes, corn. What else do you need? Come on. Don't give me that high carb phobia bull crap, okay? I am a carb. I'm a damn good carb. In fact, I named my son Carb. My son Carb. He's a good boy. I'd say what? He can he can husk a corn stalk faster than faster than I can throw a ear of corn down a well and then do a vat of boiling corn chowder. You know what I'm you, you ever tried you ever tried uh, putting a pureed corn in the in the baby's bottle to make them develop a taste for corn? That's what that's what I did with uh that's what I did with carb, my son. Carb was drinking liquid corn from the uh from the time he could uh consume corn safely. The doctor said don't feed him corn till he's four. I said, Doc, this boy ain't eating nothing but corn. All right, get out of my way and give me my son back. <laughs>